0: and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation.
1: They come from all corners of the world and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Hello, it's Dave-O on another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. Glad to have you along as we are joined by Ian Tompkins today. Ian Tompkins, a 14th round selection of the 2014 June Amateur Draft out of Western Kentucky University where his stats might surprise you a little bit. Ian Tompkins, who currently pitches for the Burlington Royals, is off to a great start. Knock on wood with a zero ERA so far. Hopefully talking to us doesn't jinx him. Although I guess he's due to give up a run any day now, but... Sorry, Ian, if you're listening, but <laughs> Ian Tompkins, yeah, was a 14th round selection of the Royals in this year's draft. And perhaps, perhaps the steal of the draft when you look at his college numbers. He was among the nation's leader in saves. He had 14 this past spring at Western Kentucky. He's second all time in hilltop or history in saves. He struck out 46 hitters in 26 innings. And for his entire career, the six-foot left-hander finished third among active college pitchers and career strikeouts. He struck out 12.38 per nine during his three seasons with Western Kentucky, and he joins us right now on Clubhouse Conversation. Ian Tompkins, welcome to the show, and how are you doing?
0: Oh, it's going great. Just uh, in here at Kingsport, getting ready for our uh, third game, trying to take the series.
1: Kingsport, Tennessee. So what's there to do for fun there? Have you gotten to see any of the town yet?
0: Uh well I look out my uh, I look at my hotel window and I can see pretty much all of it. So, uh... <laughs>
1: yeah. So how is the park there? I mean, is the Appie League or the parks pretty much the exact same for people? You know, for people have never been there before. Is it pretty similar?
0: Yeah, you know, they're all they're all pretty cool. They're all pretty old, um, kind of vintage looking. Um, all the fields are good. Um, you know, for the most for the most part, the locker rooms are nice. You know, it's a lot like college ball. So uh, there wasn't too much of a transition there.
1: Now, how about the traveling? Is that is that, is that the Apple League's not too bad? Is not isn't it pretty close together most of it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is the longest trip we're gonna have. It's like four and a half hours. Uh-oh. Great,
1: that's not bad at all. That's like the, s- the shortest trip in the Texas League almost.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, shortest trip. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, that's cool. So now the Arizona League Royals obviously went away after last year, so you guys have an extra big roster this summer comparatively to recent years. So how many of your teammates have you gotten to know, and then who are you closest with on the team?
0: Oh, um, I mean, despite having such a big team, we're all, we all pretty much talk to each other uh, for the most part or for what we can communicate with each other. Um, I'm not the greatest at speaking Spanish, but I'm trying to learn because um, we've got a lot of cool guys on the team uh, that I'd like to get to know better by speaking Spanish. But, um, you yeah, know, I've, I've gotten close with uh, my roommate, Nick Stevenson, who you've already had on the show. He's a great guy. <clears throat> Martin Gasparini uh, has become one of my best friends. Uh, Todd Eaton, um, you know, we, we immediately had something in common by playing college baseball, and uh, we actually played against each other the past three years. Um, you know, that that kind of got our our friendship started. Uh, Dylan Sons came here on a rehab assignment. Uh, we've gotten pretty close. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of good guys on this team that, that um, you know, it's been easy to become friends
1: with. Now, you mentioned speaking Spanish. We also had another one of your teammates, Logan Moon, on the show a while back, and he told me he was trying to do the same thing, like getting the flashcards out and stuff. Are you practicing with them or are you on your own with the whole Spanish?
0: Well, you know, it, it's mostly just, talking in the bullpen, you know, because they can understand English better than I can understand Spanish. Right. Um, because, you know, they've they've kind of had to had to do that, you know, and, and I'm very interested in talking to them in a way that they can understand me. So um, anytime anything comes up where I try to, you know, know what what to say in a certain situation, I'll ask them and they'll tell me. So it kind of just check into the memory banks and, uh, you know, so I can use it from then on out. And so, I, I mean, it's, it has gotten better significantly in the past couple weeks. I've had to really dig deep back into high school uh, Spanish classes. <laughs> never took one in college, so but you know it, it's it's definitely getting better. I'm getting they're getting uh, easier to understand.
1: Now I've got to ask you about your Twitter. I saw did you, you had a tweet a couple weeks ago about how you do, are not really liking the Spanish pop music. Are they trying to convert you over to the Spanish pop music? And how's that process coming along?
0: I just I've never heard a genre of music with the same. The same background beat every song. Yeah, right? I mean, I guess that's what our music sounds like to them, but it's crazy. I I just, I'm definitely going to have to get used to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's great. Well, now, one other guy I want to talk about before we go back here and and talk about your past, one guy I want to talk about is uh, pitching coach Carlos Martinez. I've heard great things about him. How have you liked uh, working with him so far?
0: It's nice. Um, I mean he is definitely not one to sugarcoat things, which I've I've always enjoyed about a pitching coach. Um, he'll tell you exactly what is on his mind at the time and you know, it, it almost makes him complimenting you that much better, um, when it when it finally happens. So, um I've I've really enjoyed that. He he's done a good job in, in helping me, uh, you know, fix some things mechanically but not change me. Um, so I think he's found a good balance with that.
1: Well, like I said, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about today. But let's go back. So you grew up around uh, Louisville, correct? Yes, I did. And you went to Saint Xavier High School. So I gotta ask first of all. I mean, you guys, you guys have what the Louisville is it the Redbirds or Bats? Did they change the names there once the minor league team there? Used to be the, to be the Redbirds, not the, the River Riverbats, River Bats, that's what it was. So you had them there growing up, obviously. But who was your favorite uh, MLB team growing up? And then your kind of was it, was baseball your sport always your go to sport your favorite one?
0: Uh, yeah, as I was growing up, pretty much Cincinnati Reds were were the main team. Um, And I guess it kind of started with the AAA team being in Louisville, but mostly just because it was the closest team um, that I could drive to. Uh, Cincinnati was only like an hour and a half away. And I had always been a Louisville Cardinal fan growing up, so red was always my color. So, you know, naturally the Reds were um, a favorite for me. And uh you know, I went to Western Kentucky, and they were red, so you know <laughs> it's, it's continued. Um, but yeah, baseball was always always my love growing up. Um, I had to choose when I was younger, I had to choose between that and soccer, and my dad played soccer for twenty five years. Um, so that was that was tough to give up um, because I loved playing so much, but baseball prevailed, and um, I like to think that I made the right decision.
1: What did Pops think about you uh, giving up soccer? Was he okay with that at the time, or a little bit heartbroken?
0: No, he. I mean, I'm sure he would have liked to see me play soccer, but um, you know, he's he was always very supportive. You know, if I wanted to do ballerina or if I wanted to be a ballerina, he would have supported me. So, right, he, he didn't he didn't really care what what it was, just as long as I was committed to it. You know, given a hundred percent, he was happy with whatever I chose to do.
1: Another question here for our Midwestern folks. Now, did you ever see the movie Elizabeth Town a long time ago? I, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I hate to admit that publicly, but I remember in the movie they, they de- they describe how to pronounce because because the Midwestern people without you know say Louisville and it, it is I heard you say it's Louisville like they say in that movie so it is Louisville it's not Louisville right?
0: Yeah, I mean it's whatever you want to say, it, but <laughs> us Louisvillians say uh, Louisville.
1: That's a great um, flick by the way. Kirsten Dunst is fantastic. Let's we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, she is uh funny okay. I I saw or my girlfriend saw Lando Bloom uh trying on boots for that movie really uh yeah it was kind of weird she said he was like five feet tall
1: <laughs> that's great it's yeah wonderful. uh so okay so why are you were at Western Kentucky then well first of all let's, let's go back and say what made you choose Western Kentucky
0: um well I wasn't necessarily the most gifted baseball player but my first sophomore year of high school um I, was, I honestly barely made the JV team as a sophomore. And uh, I, I started, you know, really taking it seriously. I was tired of not being very good at it sport. So I was like, look, I'm going to devote everything I have to baseball. And um, I made a huge jump after my sophomore year, um, going into my junior year. That summer, uh, Western Kentucky saw me at a showcase, and they got on me immediately. And it was, they were really the first college team to talk to me at all. Um, and then, you know, some other teams jumped in um, later on in the prior, early, you know, a little bit down the way, and, uh, you know, I was talking to some different colleges, but, you know, Western never really pressured me. They uh, they never really jumped on me too hard. They just, you know, gave me my space and everything, and, and the coaches were amazing, um, still are amazing, and it, it eventually just became a really easy decision for me. The campus was great, uh, except for the hill, walking up the hill kind of. <laughs> was the worst thing ever, but um you know it was a small price to pay. Um, but yeah, Coach Myers, you know, just showed a ton of faith in me. Um, especially telling me that I was gonna pitch a lot and me actually pitching a lot meant a lot to me, my freshman year. Um, so yeah, it really worked out.
1: So there is a big hill there. So Hill Topper makes sense then for those of us who've never been there before.
0: Oh yeah, it's an enormous hill. And Luckily, all of the most important buildings are at the very top of the hill, and the baseball field is at the bottom. <laughs> so, yeah. good for us.
1: Yeah, no wonder you're so such good shape right now, right?
0: Yeah, getting shin splits, walking to class. <laughs> is, is, it's
1: fun. <laughs> well, you mentioned as a freshman coming in and you know playing a lot, you know right away. You you were you were a spot starter then as a freshman, then you moved into the back of the bullpen. And kind of halfway through your sophomore year, the last couple of years. So at this at this point, do you prefer relieving to starting, or do you just want the ball? You don't care.
0: Um, I guess I I just really want the ball. It doesn't matter. I mean, at this point, I would love to be a starter because starters are almost thrown more often than relievers, um, just because of the way it's worked out with all the pitching. Um, but you know, it, I've told you know my agent, Steph, and my parents, and all those guys that ask. Um, you know, are you frustrated with not pitching as much? You say, well, I understand how it works. You know, and I know I'll get my time. I just got to take advantage of the, the opportunity when I get it. You know, and I threw three innings for the first time in 11 months the other day. So, I mean, that that really helped. Um, and hopefully I can be an extended relief role like that more often. That will help out.
1: For sure. So you've had uh, insane strikeout numbers while you were in college. A lot of people don't know this. You were third nationally among current college pitchers at the end of this spring season in strikeouts per nine. You had 12.38, and you were a first-team all-sunbelt selection this year. But So let's talk about the strikeouts then. Like, What do you feel like your strikeout pitch is, and what enables you to strike out you know, so many guys?
0: Um, I really worked in my slider a lot in the offseason uh, before before my junior season, um, and, and really nailed down that pitch. Um, I think that helped with it being in the zone a lot. I could throw in the zone when I wanted, and I could, I could use it as a knockout pitch when I wanted. And then also, um, admittedly, I am effectively wild. <laughs> um, so I think that, that helped with a lot of us uh, swinging misses outside of the zone with my fastball. Um, I never really threw a changeup this year at all. I've um, been throwing one. This season, this summer, and it's it's actually become one of my better pitches. So, um, it's funny how that works. I had my first professional strikeout on a changeup. I didn't throw a single one all of my junior year. Huh. So, who'd have
1: thought? So, are you just a fastball changeup slider guy then at the moment? Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, for Royals fans also, so where where do you sit at and where do you top out at on the radar gun?
0: Um,. Lately, it's been a little bit down, just, um, I guess, maybe a credit to the nerves, um, you know, and and a little bit of arm fatigue. But um, it's slowly building back up now that I'm getting back in the swing of things. It's usually around 88 to, uh, on a good day, 92.
1: Very cool, very cool. So you mentioned uh, a couple of the things, actually, that I've read that you're really working on. So, number one, let's talk about both. Number one, your control. Um, how's that coming along? And, you know, as far, and what are you guys doing exactly to try to hit the strikes on more often?
0: Um, I mean, it's coming along good. No, my first diving was a little rough with, with those strikes. But ever since then, I've been, uh, more, more feeling in control. The walks are still there, but, um, they've been more competitive walks than, than they have been. And I know a walk is still a walk in the stat sheet, but, um, I haven't really let them hurt me yet, which is important. Um, you know, I just got to keep bearing down, and um, I mean, as soon as I get, as soon as I, you know, I'm continuing to build confidence, the more I pitch, um, and, and the easier it's becoming to stay in the zone and trust myself, that um, got me here. Um, I, I think that it'll just continue to get better.
1: Yeah, and think how good that strikeouts will be once you're getting ahead in the count, too, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, because, um, I mean, it's funny, I had three walks the other day, but I was I had seven of ten first pitch strikes.
1: Huh.
0: Um. So yeah, it it was just a weird, a weird outing.
1: Yeah, it'll come. So that so that third pitch, also the changeup, was the second thing that I read you were really working on. So is that coming along pretty good as well? Because that ended up being one of those things yeah, where it's just, actually a strength for you down the road, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I've kind of I've kind of found my grip right when I got to Burlington. Um, I loosened my my grip up a little bit and. Uh, you know, gave it a little more room to breathe, and it it's actually worked out really well. I can throw it pretty consistently in the zone, which hasn't been the case um, in the past year. So I'm I'm really happy with it.
1: Well, the Royals took you in the 14th round this summer. So was that one of those things where you were expecting the Royals to take you?
0: Yeah, they. Um, uh, Lonnie Goldberg. Pretty much after my my workout at uh, Kaufman, he. Uh, he was like, we're going to take you. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that's how, that's how that works, but that's great. That's great to hear. And, uh, you know, there had been some talks with him about top ten rounds, but, um, you know, it didn't matter really to me at that point because um, I knew that he, you know, had instilled his faith in me, and uh, that felt really good. They called me on, uh, what's, I think it was Friday, the second day of the draft, in like the ninth round. And told me uh, not to worry that they're going to take me tomorrow, and uh, they're going to give me what I wanted, and there was going to be no problem. And they're excited to have me, uh, and all this stuff. He said he believed in me, and all this kind of stuff. So it was almost reminiscent of uh, coming to Western Kentucky, um, getting that, getting that faith and that, that promise. You know, um, it, it was nice to hear. So uh, the 14th round, made, you know, it it worked out really well for me.
1: Now you mentioned you came to Kansas City. Were you able to see much of the city when you were here and then what were your initial impressions of Kauffman Stadium?
0: Uh I was I wasn't really able to see the city very much. Um just drove straight straight to the field uh from the airport. Um I I stayed in a hotel but I don't think it was around anything important. Um but yeah, the, the K was amazing. I've never seen I've, not, I've never seen a, a video board like that before. Um it it legitimately blew my mind when I saw it, and uh, just the facilities and everything um, it was unbelievable. We got to uh, go to the visiting locker room, and once I found out it was the visiting locker room, it blew my mind even more. I thought we were in the home locker room, but because um, it had couches, you know, stereos, a uh, few TVs, refrigerators, all that, all that good stuff. You know, it's like, wow, this is what other teams you know, see when they come here. It's
1: just, it was crazy. Yeah, it kept you hungry for the big leagues, I'm sure. Speaking of hungry, did you get to try some of our famous barbecue here that we're so proud of?
0: No, I didn't. Ah. I didn't. My whole family told me to try to uh, try to get some, but there wasn't really much, much leeway in time uh, between flights.
1: Well, so how did the Royals find you in the first place and start scouting you? Do you remember, like, the first time you knew they were in the stands or the first time you talked to them, and then was there any other teams besides the Royals that were really hot for you?
0: I honestly didn't really know that the Royals were too interested. They gave me a time to fill out in the fall, um, along with some other teams. So I didn't really think much of it. I just figured they were still another team interested. And uh, Mike Farrell, who's my area scout, is an unbelievable guy. Um, was at my game center, I, but I didn't know he was with the, the Royals. I remember seeing him, um, and it wasn't really until I got invited to the pre-draft workout that I knew they were seriously interested. Um, and, and honestly, it just took off from there. Um, there was a there was a few other teams that were seriously talking to me. Um, a lot of teams they gave me stuff to fill out, probably two thirds of the of the teams, and uh, you know I got in the call from most of them, uh, but the Royals were really the team that they were pressing the hardest, so uh, I was really lucky to have them on my side.
1: So what did a kid from Louisville, I said it right there, what did a kid from Louisville know about uh, know about the Kansas City Royals, you know, before two months ago, what, if somebody would have mentioned them to you, what would you have thought of or said?
0: Uh, I mean, I knew that they were an up-and-coming team for sure, that they were on the rise big time, and uh, Greg Holland is one of my favorite closers. Um, anyways, before I came here, so um, that was really all I knew about the Royals, to be honest. I don't think a lot of people really paid much attention to the Royals of Louisville. Yeah. Uh, it was mostly, you know, the Reds. Um, so I'd like to think that I'm, I'm bringing some Royals flair to Louisville. <laughs> My family, you know, everybody bought Royals hats and everybody, everything, so um, just that much more Royals fans than Louisville now.
1: You mentioned Greg Holland. What do you what do you like about him so much and, and what kind of when did you first learn about him?
0: Well, I actually a couple of years ago I drafted him with my fantasy team. Okay. And uh, so I followed him through that and just realized how how many freaking strikeouts he got and how great his whip was and all that stuff. I was like, Wow, this guy must be legit. So I started watching him on T V and stuff and I mean it was just unbelievable to watch him work and just rack up saves like it was nothing. And uh I I just really wanted to be like that in college when I started to be a closer. So it was nice to watch.
1: Well, so do you kind of, is the dream now kind of to be a closer or a setup type guy at the major league level?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess whatever they want me to do, I would love to be in the back end. Um, I think that's just where I belong personally. Um, It's just, ever since I got moved there in college, you know, it just felt like home. Um, But I understand right now it's just, getting innings, wherever it may be. So I'm not going to be too picky.
1: Yeah. Well, you, what were your initial thoughts of Surprise? You obviously got to, I'm assuming, fly out to the spring training home after you got signed, right? What would you think of, uh, of Surprise?
0: I have literally never been in a hotter place in my entire life. <laughs> I, it, like, took my breath away. I stepped out of the airport at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and it felt like I was standing behind a jet engine. <laughs> I, was like, I was, like, looking around to figure out why it was so hot, and I just realized uh, that that was the weather. And, I mean, it was it was crazy, but, um, you know, it's a dry heat. And my, my grandparents lived in, um, in uh, Mesa, Arizona, so I, I visited out there a while, but it had been a long time, so I wasn't too prepared for the heat. Um, but other than that, I mean, the facilities were unbelievable, um, so nice, especially now compared to where we are now. I didn't really realize how much difference it would be um, between, you know, the Appalachian League, Locker rooms and our spring training locker rooms. Just because I was, you know, oblivious. But um, I mean, the, we never really got to play on the major league spring training field, obviously. But you know, we got to take a look at it. It looked amazing. So I uh, can't wait to hopefully play there one day.
1: Yeah, totally. For years to come, hopefully. So you, as a person, then, so we know about you on the mound. So what do you like to do for fun?
0: Um. Well, I'm a musician in my uh, in my spare time um I play guitar and drums and have been playing drums for about 12 years and guitar for about seven huh. um so that's really what I have devoted a lot of my spare time to um, you know it's always been a balance between music and baseball um and I honestly couldn't tell you which one I love more it's probably a tie um, because you know it, it's it's almost been as long as playing drums as I have been playing baseball, so, um, it's, you know, that, that's that been my, my other love outside of baseball, and other than that, i just, I'm a huge video game nerd, um, a huge, and <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it, um, you know, I, my, both my roommates in college didn't play baseball, um, one did the past couple of years, but this year I had two non-baseball roommates, so, um, they kind of kept my nerdy side alive instead of uh, you know, living with constant baseball. So that's really what I do in my pastime. Just music and nerding out.
1: So I I gotta ask you a few questions about that now. So how far back do you go on the gaming consoles or do you go back to old school Nintendo or what's your what's your limit going back?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to play uh Super Nintendo with my dad. we okay. used to play uh Super Mario and Mario Kart. Um one of my worst memories of my childhood was my grandpa accidentally deleting me and my dad's Mario game. Uh, we, were, we were in, like, the final castle, and it got deleted, and I will never forget that. I don't know how he deleted it, how it was even possible, but it happened. And I was devastated.
1: So, in my opinion, when I was in college, now I'm 33, so I'm a bit older, but back in our day, like 10, 15 years ago, we used to get together and have rowdy, super tech mobile tournaments, there may have even been a few fistfights in there a couple times. Over. But have you ever heard of that game or played that game? Because many believe it's the best game of all time, including myself.
0: Yeah, isn't it the football game? I do yeah. not really have to play it. Um, I never really played that game. I don't know why, but um, I've had, actually, that got brought up recently um, as, as a uh, football game that I needed to play, so I might have to check that out. I still got my Super Nintendo, so
1: I'm uh, oh, ready to buy games. It's a must. Now, music-wise, then, so question about that. So, I'm assuming you've been in some bands before at some point.
0: Yeah, I've um, you know, if by bands you mean my friends coming to my basement and uh, and us making really loud music, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, right. yeah, that that was that was one of my bands. Um, I've filled in for a, a few bands, a few like hard rock bands. That uh, just played in some clubs in Louisville, um, which was a lot of fun um, and, and something I'll never forget. And hopefully, I can have a lot more experiences like that. But um, yeah, those, those are really—I mean, we've never really made you know official music or anything like that. It's always just been for fun. But I'm—I'm I'm confident that if that ever came to happen, I could—I could hold my own. So um, I'm excited for the future when that when it comes to that.
1: You can do both. Be like, isn't it Barry Zito? who does it all the time, doesn't he? Isn't he a drummer? I think he is. Maybe it's guitar. I don't know. I, I feel like I should know that. I'm
0: kind of ashamed of myself.
1: All right, could be making that up too. <laughs> but I feel like he is. What about? Uh, so, what about favorite music then? Favorite bands? Give me three or four bands you you like a lot.
0: Um, I'm a huge Incubus fan. Um, Led Zeppelin, uh, Nirvana, uh, just those kind of bands. Rush. Um, me and my dad are always listen to Rush together. It's it's his favorite band ever. And uh, he kind of grew me up on Rush and Led Zeppelin, so those are two of my favorite bands. Um, But I have a really wide array of of musical tastes. I like a lot of reggae, um, a lot of heavier metal, um, which is not the most popular music in the locker room, I've come to find out. Um, (laughs) You know, I like a lot of hip-hop. I've grown fond of hip-hop a lot lately. Um, so just any, really any kind of, you know, music that involves instruments, um, I'm, I'm fond of, except
1: for country. Well, I cannot stand country. I'm with you on that. So you got a wide variety. though. I guess it makes sense. You're a left hander, right? So you have got to be a little odd. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I've I've embraced that that stereotype. Uh, this is great. Well, i got a few
1: more questions for you. First of all, so if, uh, something else then, like I said, almost um, I mean, many Royals fans around Kansas City in the Midwest do get to make it down up to Omaha or Springdale, Arkansas or whatever, but many of us have not ever been in, out to Burlington, North Carolina. So kind of describe, what's the park like there, what's the town like for somebody that's never been there before that's listening right now? Um, okay, so the town is basically
0: just, you know, a, it's, it's nice, it's a podunk town, um, but it's got a lot of redeeming qualities to it. I mean, it has a ketoba which is extremely <laughs> important to me. Um, and we'll right by a Walmart and a Hooters. So those are also two very good places to be next <laughs> to. Um, but, uh, I mean, other, other than that, it's, it's really just got all your standard qualities of a, of a town. It's, it's a lot like Bowling Green. Um, there's, you know, not much to do, but there's enough to do to keep you from going insane. And then, uh, the ballpark is, I think, the best ballpark in the Appalachian League. Um, I mean, it, it's definitely the biggest. And we've had a few games this year where we've had like 3,500 people come out. So, I mean, hmm. they they really care about the team. Um, there's a lot of boosters. a lot of, you know, a lot of people that come out of games. There are a lot of regulars, which I'm not used to um, because of college ball. Being from a small college, you really only saw faces that, um, you know, were family or friends, you know, the – it, it's taken a lot to get used to just having fans of a team. Um, it wasn't very much of that in Western Kentucky, uh, just because of the way it—you know—it's just the way it is. Um, so it's—it's it's nice having that, that loyalty right there, um, and, and all the fans, you know, really looking up to us. It's—it's it's nice, and you know, they—they they take good care of us. They take good care of the ballpark. Um, it's are clean. Um, our only thing I got is the clubhouse is so small and huh. does not help that we have 70,000 players on this team <laughs> um, to, fill, to fill the locker room. So, uh, you know, we're butt-to-butt pretty much all the time. Uh, but other than that, uh, I've really enjoyed it.
1: it, it uh, Elon College is nearby. I dated a girl there at Elon, by the way. You should check out that. Have you checked out the campus yet there?
0: No, I have not. I actually just got my car a few days ago. My dad dropped it off. So, um, you know, I might take a tour of Burlington, take a tour of that little area, see what's going on.
1: Oh, yeah, make sure you do the whole uh, UNC-Duke, too. Duke will take your breath away, man. Best college campus I've ever seen.
0: Really? Yeah, i got to check that out. I've, I've always wanted to see Duke and, and uh, Chapel Hill.
1: Yeah, there must be, there must out there. All right, so let's ask you about a few of your teammates, then. Um, so, first of all, Foster Griffin. I mean, Royals fans have heard a lot about him. I think he's only thrown maybe once. Or no, that's Scott Blue. that's only thrown. Foster Griffin's thrown a couple times. So what do you think about Foster Griffin? Foster's he
0: was quiet at first. He's really warmed up to everybody, which great um he's an awesome kid um you know really good sense of humor um
1: hang on a second yeah i hear a knock there
0: yeah hang on thank you yeah you can come on in i'm sorry about that is that the (laughs) maid yeah that's great um anyways where was i yeah foster um and he's he's a really good athlete Got a really good, you know, athletic build. Throws um, a lot of strikes. He's really reliable when he's on the mound. So you know you're going to get something
1: good from him. And Scott Blue had just had his first outing. That's who I was thinking of. So you, you don't know him real well, obviously, but what have you seen from him?
0: He's a good kid too. I mean, he's, he's been here for a couple of weeks, so we've gotten a chance to kind of get to know him. And uh, you know, he throws pretty hard. He's got a good downward movement on his or uh, a good downward plane on his fastball. Um, Paid a lot of guys in his first outing, so it's good. Good to give him some confidence going in. He's starting tonight, so uh, hopefully he can put together a nice outing. Uh, he's not throwing very many pitches, I think just a couple innings, just to get him started. But um yeah, he's a good guy. He he's very generous. Um, you know, he, he had a car, and I didn't have a car for a while, so he he had no problem giving rides to the other field and stuff. So I was pretty grateful for that.
1: Another guy we've spoken with here on Clubhouse conversation, Chase Vallow. What have you? He, he's hitting the ball pretty well, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's doing very, very well. Um, you know, it just kind of makes me think of how he would do if he was in uh, at Mississippi State or wherever he was going. Right. Um, it's just crazy to see these kids, you know, already progressing so well, and knowing where I was when I was there is scary. Um, you know, it, it's just unbelievable how how prepared they are, um, especially Chase. Chase is having to get uh you know he's gotten a little bit of a wake up call uh behind the plate catching all these arms so uh but he, he has gotten tremendously better behind the plate you know just blocking balls and uh seeing the ball under the glove and you know that stuff and he's got a great power for how uh, young he is um, great power for anybody really uh, regardless of age so uh it's been it's been nice to watch him be so productive already
1: You nail that with his age by the way he's only 17 still right Yeah so he's just a baby. Ridiculous. How about DJ Burt?
0: Yeah, DJ has actually made tremendous strides from what I've seen. Um, you know, early in the season, he was having a little trouble with, uh, I don't know if it was just nerves or, or what. I'm assuming it was. Um, you know, he was having some trouble fielding and some trouble hitting, but now he's, now he's become a pretty reliable hitter and uh, he's made some unbelievable plays. I know he, when I was pitching, he made an unbelievable play. He glove flipped a double play for me, um, which was awesome. Um, and that's honestly the first double play I've gotten in as long as I can remember. It's weird. Really? That was, yeah, that was a hell of a way to uh, to get my first double play in a long time. Um, yeah. With a nice nice glove flip and then Gatsby turned it. Uh, it was a big league double play, so it was, it was cool to watch.
1: Yeah, welcome to Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, two more guys. How about uh, Carter Hope?
0: Yeah, Carter's, Carter's always wanted to take care of his business. He's a really hard worker. Uh, nobody really has to tell him anything about anything. Um, you know, he's got a really mature head on his shoulders. Um, he's a great pitcher. I know he's only been pitching for uh, a little over a year now, um, so he has, you know, fitted extremely well. He just pitched really well last night. Um, but yeah, he's a great guy. Um, just very generous with everything. Gives guys rides to the field every day. You know, doesn't even. Doesn't mind it at all, so um, he's
1: a good guy. And then one more guy, Martin Gasparini, who you've mentioned a couple of times. What's he like?
0: Oh, Gaspari, he's he's awesome. He's just he's still a kid, which is nice to see. Um, you know, his interests are uh, very similar to mine. He's also a very big nerd, um, which was cool to see. I didn't really expect that. You know, from him being completely Italian. Um, you know, we just kind of started talking one day, and I was mind-blown to hear how many similarities we had, even though we're from so far away. Um, but I mean, he speaks perfect English. Um, you know, there's only a couple of times that I have to correct him and he wants me to correct him so he can, you know, figure out the language, um, and, and know what to say. Um, but he's just such a nice kid. Um, really easy to talk to. Um, really passionate about baseball, really passionate about anything he's interested in. Um, he always tells me how terrible our pizza is, and I believe him. Uh, always tells me how terrible our pasta is in America, and I believe him. So, um, you know, he's just, he's just been an awesome person to get to know, and I'm, I'm really happy that, that we're on the same team.
1: I guess Pizza Hut and Fazoli's probably aren't cutting it for him, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, we had we had Papa John's the other night, and... He was like, "This is just not that good." And I'm like, "Well, you're gonna have to lower your standards. You're in America."
1: Right, right. Well, in closing, first of all, thanks for all your time. But second of all, what would you like to say? Uh, you know, the Royals fans listening right now.
0: Um, go Royals! No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, that's what Nick um, said. I was, I was making making fun of my roommate. Um, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I'm just happy to have this opportunity, and uh, hopefully, you guys get to know my name more and more as the uh, years go by, and. Um I'm just thrilled
1: to be a Royal. So thank you. Yeah, you're off to a great start so far. And hopefully, you know, get your arm built up and take it easy on you this summer and see you next season in full season ball and, and for many years to come. Thanks so much for, for all your time and for talking with us. And hopefully we can stay in touch down the road. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, man. Hey,
0: man. It was my pleasure. Take, take care. You. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye.